You're with me, Jason Dacey, on Money FM 89.3. If you were listening earlier, you would have heard the comments of Neil Humphreys, award-winning author and the new paper columnist about uh, Arsene Wenger, who has announced he'll be stepping down as Arsenal boss at the end of this current uh, Premier League season. But now we're going to find out more about Neil the Man with our uh, producer Jason Desmond also here. Neil, 17 books, 10 on Singapore including notes from an even smaller island, return to a sexy island and football yes. books like Premier League and Matt's Fixer. Tell us how it all began when you first arrived in Singapore. I mean, it's a bit of an urban myth about you coming here, and, <laughs> you know, as a backpacker and, in a, and then you ended up in a HDB in Tokayo, yes. I believe. Yes. Tell us, tell us what happened. Tell us your first impression of Singapore. Well, that, that is not an urban myth. That's the truth. I mean, I was at university in Manchester and a very good friend of mine, we stayed in the halls of residence. He happened to be a Chinese Singaporean. He could have been Malaysian. He could have been Bruneian, Indonesian. It would have been a very different story. He happened to be Singaporean. And he said to me one day, when you graduate, why don't you come to Singapore? And my friend and I, now my friend was from Yorkshire and he's like the size of a dwarf and I'm like 1.94 metres tall. So you've got this little and large Angmore combo arriving in Singapore looking like a circus freak show. And anyway, he said, why don't you come to Singapore? And my first comments to him were, yes. I've always wanted to go to China because even then, <laughs> even then, at the age of 21... And you still admit that. Yeah, I still... I have a first-class honours degree in history and politics <laughs> and in my final year, I said to him, let's go to the Chinese province of Singapore. <laughs> oh, and dear. I remember, as a joke, you know, my friend, he gets the map out, my Singaporean friend, this is in our halls in university in Manchester, and I know a lot of listeners will be alumni of the great University of Manchester, but it's true, I got the world map out, and he wouldn't tell me where Singapore was on the map, right? <laughs> so I'm going through all of China, like Hainan province, this province, I can't find it. And he's saying, go south, go south, and I'm going through Indonesia and Thailand and Malaysia, and I'm slightly beginning to think that Singapore doesn't exist. It's a figment of someone's imagination, of course, it's like the size of a breadcrumb, right, right on yeah. the thing. And he says, you know, come for three weeks. And I'm looking at this map. Three weeks? I need about three hours. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I could just take the taxi back to the airport at lunchtime. I'd have done the whole country. Uh. And I arrived and, uh, you know, and I just fell in love with the place. The, you know, my first impressions, and they still stick with me, are how wonderfully, beautifully blunt Singapore's pioneer generation are, mm, and God mm. bless them, you know, as each year passes, we lose a few more, but that wonderful pioneering generation of aunties and uncles, glorious people, because you have to remember, I come from a country where, you know, old age pensioners are trying to stay away from the cold and trying to stay away from muggers, which is just people in my family, <laughs> and, 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 and it's a very different experience, but you come here and the aunties are like commandos, you know, yeah. they've got 15 bags of yeah. shopping, they're elbowing you in the ribs to get on the bus and the MRT and it's wonderful. First time I go in an HDB lift, I got scolded for being too tall. She said, why are you so taller? I said, I don't know. Cannot, uh, Singapore cannot be so tall. Like it was a crime. That's why so, you slouch now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I, I thought, what do you want to do at Changi Airport? Instead of like pressing your thumbs, someone comes out of a tape measure. <laughs> no, too tall, cannot make it up. Go back. Uh, and, and, so she's, and it was like that. And I remember one person in the lift saying to me, an auntie, she said, got babies up. I uh, got children? Uh, no. And then she pointed between my legs and said, not working <laughs> what? up. What? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> not working up. Uh, and I love that. I uh, love that about this, this Singaporean auntie bluntness that I've never encountered anywhere in the world. It gave me so much material, so much information. What do your family think of this, though? 
Well, I grew up in a very Cockney, working-class, speak-as-you-find family, you know, so we, we tell it how it is. So I found it wonderfully reassuring. And I hate it when you get these expats, Angmos, not just Angmos, but particularly Angmos, oh, how did you find it in Singapore, in the Hocker sentence? It must have been such a ghastly experience for you. And, I, and when I finished strangling them, I, I, I want to say that... No, it, it was no different for me because I grew up in a working-class heartland environment in the UK, in East London, and I just swapped it for one in Topayu. Now I live in Senkang, Bangkok, same thing. Similar thing, you know, so it was never a culture shock for me. People always talk about culture shock, culture shock, culture shock. Yeah. It was never a culture shock for me coming to Singapore. I grew up in a multicultural, multiracial environment in, in East London. And I just swapped it for one. I was a tight so-and-so in East London, and I'm a tight so-and-so now. <laughs> I, can vouch for that. I, I chips in, <laughs> fish and chips in England because it was cheap, and I eat economy rice now because it's cheap. I mean, lots of tofu. Yeah, well, lots of tofu. Already Easy. Com- company of Neil Humphreys, award-winning author and the new paper columnist, of course, uh, used to be a, a journalist on The Straits Times. Yes. Uh, so, Neil, we, we heard about your journey from, from East London via Manchester mm. to here here in Singapore, HDB in Topayo. So, well, you, you know, you're writing at The Straits Times. What the inspiration to start writing books about Singapore and you know and you seem to know more about it than definitely the average Singaporean. I think it's a combination of things. I think it being serious for a moment, I think you have a unique perspective when you have that outsider as insider perspective. So I see things that the average Singaporean doesn't see. And the way if Singaporeans go to the UK, they'll see things that mm. I don't see. I mean, for example, when I first uh, came to Singapore, I was fascinated by uh, how the aunties and uncles would commit grievous bodily harm to bus seats. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? You get on the bus and they slap <laughs> ten bells out of the bus seats. Bang, bang, bang. Sorry for the banging. I don't know if they're getting dust out of right, it or, right. or, you know, but a Singaporean takes that for granted mm. because you've seen it since childhood. So you don't think about mm. It subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So I would see these things, these everyday things, and I would write them down. And I would be interested in the oddities and the curiosities and how, you know, void deck funerals look exactly the same <laughs> as coffee shops and they're very easy to confuse the mm-hmm. two, as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the little everyday oddities that you see as an outsider. And then as you become an insider, you start to join the dots and, and explain, oh, that's why mm-hmm. they do that and that's why we do this. And then you put it all together and you make a funny book. You know, I, I, I came in 2001, a few years after you, but I was really interested with the way that your writing about mm. Singapore evolved. Of course, you did you know children's books, you did yeah. uh, books on football, you know nonfiction, fiction books. But mm. when you went to uh, return to a sexy island, and that yes. was how Singapore has evolved, and that's yes. what I've seen you know in my time here. Maybe tell, talk a bit about that. Well, it's very hard not to be controversial here, Jason, but I'll try not to be. I just wonder sometimes how the, who the modern Singapore is for. You know, when I first came to Singapore in 1996, there was like three and a half million or so Singaporeans then. It was very clear. Singapore was for Singaporeans and, 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 a, and a healthy percentage of foreigners and bless every single one of them because we need their labour, we need their hard work, whether it's blue collar or white collar and so on. But when I came back and I saw places like Marina Bay Sands and, and the glittery transformation around Sentosa and things like that, and it was very glittery and it was very kind of, you know, Swiss metropolis in Asia. But I couldn't help thinking who was it for? Mm. Was it really for everyday Singaporeans? I wasn't so sure. So I wanted to go out and find things that were quintessentially Singaporean. So things like the park connectors. We've got 350 parks in Singapore, which we didn't have 10 or 15 years ago. That is an extraordinary figure. We are actually one of the few cities on earth that year on year is getting greener. 
than the previous year. That's mm. extraordinary. And then our park connectors, our reservoirs that we're slowly connecting up and making them family accessible places. So I'm much more interested in those Ulu spots, places like Lorong Halus and Coney Island and, and Henderson Waves and those kind of more family-friendly, quintessentially Singaporean places. And I think it's so important, to be serious for a second, to hang on to those places. Yeah. Because once you lose those and you put in another American coffee chain and another <laughs> American fast food joint, I'm not giving anyone free plugs here, uh, you lose those little quintessentially Singaporean nuggets of everyday life. And that is what I'm so passionate about. And it takes an unmoor sometimes. It takes a foreigner to keep reinforcing. You have so many wonderful things here. Please don't lose them, you know. You've written so many books, though, and it's it's probably a horrible question to ask you. Is there one favorite? Well, it's like saying if you've got four or five children. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, which one is your favorite? Children. You've written 17 and I've got books. 17 children. Yeah. You know, I am the typical Ungmore. You know, yeah, I've exactly. got babies in every port in every town <laughs> in Southeast Asia. And of course, my favorite one is the one in. No, uh, <laughs> it's the one in, in KL. Uh, no, uh, I don't have a favorite. I think what they are is wonderful time capsules of a certain time in my life and also in Singapore. You could rename my books. Singapore 2001, 2003, 2006, right. 2012. It's a timeline. Because they're so dated. Yeah. Singapore moves so fast that one of my books, I actually wrote in the chapter, this book has dated before I've even finished it. Because Singapore moves so damn fast, you yeah. know, you can't keep up. So I'm very proud of the fact that they are time capsules of certain times. And I'm very proud of the fact that how they connected uh, with Singaporeans. Have I got time to tell you a very quick story? Yeah. If you say it, make it quick, yeah. Yes. I mean, I was in a pharmacy very quickly. I had a certain uh, uncomfortable rash in a delicate area from running in Singapore, <laughs> right? Very sweaty area. And I was lining up with this woman and she said, I must tell you, your books meant so much to my mother. When she was dying, sadly, I used to read her every night. She was in her sickbed. I would read her extracts from your Singapore books and we would laugh together. Unfortunately, she died. But those final weeks were some of our happiest memories. I said, well, that's fantastic. And it was this, there was this silence. I mean, I had tears in my eyes. Mm. Then a second later, the pharmacist said, Humphreys, I got your groin itcher, your groin one up. You, you must apply. I had a cream Two times a day on the grind, I'm very itchy one. And I'm talking to this woman who's just lost her oh, mother, and dear. two seconds later oh. she's talking to me about groin itch. Oh, wow. Only in Singapore do you get these wonderful encounters. What a great slice of Singapore <laughs> life. We've been hearing from Neil Humphreys, award-winning author, the new paper columnist, and, of course, we're going to see him back here on the show next weekend. Yes. Thank you so much uh, to Neil Humphreys, and you are listening to Money FM 89.3. Do stay with us.